When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's BudPod95. Is 95 something? 95, fine and alive. Finey five. Finey five. 95. Um, it's quite a nice number. I it, again, we're into the golden era of the nineties here. Ninety-five. That feels like one of the good years. It, it was one of the years that things get named after. Yeah. Yeah, ninety-five was one of those years where you look back and you think, yeah, you'd be pretty, you'd feel pretty good about stuff if you were alive then. A lot of good stuff was happening. Pretty much everywhere except the Balkans. That's right. Sorry, Balkans, but uh, <laughs> everyone else is having a pretty good time. 95 is in a lot of uh, old commemorative t-shirts that people still have. Yes, maybe. that's a good point. Yeah, the random little the random little t-shirts you can get from like uh, TK Maxx. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what is what what is the deal behind those? When you see one where it's like Spotswood Young Men's Athletic Association, <laughs> Indiana ninety eight, go Bulldogs, and you're like, what the? Is this real? It's like we know you've made you made this to sell here in the UK. So you have you made a have you made a boating club up, or that, is this a real yeah. one? Yeah, am I am I expected to have heard of the boating club? <laughs> Uh, were they famous for their polo shirts and <laughs> and and was so they branched out into selling just polo shirts to people who weren't even members? Is that how this brand started? I don't understand. I don't understand. How, was there how a the, year when we when everyone was into like boating? Was yeah. there a year when boating was widespread and everyone did it? I don't understand how those shirts get made, and I don't understand how TK Maxx gets a hold of one of them. <laughs> yeah, TK Maxx is um it, it it's like someone turned a junk shop into a chain. Yeah. It's like a rag and bone man <laughs> became a millionaire and made <laughs> and created an empire of rag and bone shops. The, across the country, TK Maxx doesn't sell more than one of any item. <laughs> and you have to just be lucky that... Like, I remember when we were at uni, I went to TK Maxx and I bought a pair of D, black diesel boots slash trainers. And I've not, I didn't see another pair in the shop of any size. And I've not seen a sing, that shoe ever again since. I think... That part of the reason it works as a chain is exactly that uh, sort of semi, semi-real, semi-artificial scarcity, because the high right. you get from being like, "I did it, I got this," <laughs> makes you keep coming back for more. Yeah, I did it. I got the one 
felt bowl in in tea. I got it. The last bowl made completely of felt. I got it. It's the, it was the only one in the, in the TK Maxx Cambridge, and I got it. I got the last heavy woolen dark blue blazer with a lotus flower pattern lining in the world. Possibly the only one ever made. Possibly the only one ever made. Is it cut for someone with a huge beer belly? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a yeah, weird... Bizarre, weird shop. And you know what I don't understand about retail? Yeah. <laughs> Which is something I have to <laughs> confront every day of my goddamn life. Um, one of the many things I don't understand about retail is what makes one shop fail while a seemingly identical or similar shop doesn't like why has debenhams failed but tk maxx has held on it doesn't make any sense to me yeah i don't get that either because as you say debenhams is this huge chain in the uk and has this long history behind it and everyone has a sort of you know vaguely affectionate things to say about it whereas TK Maxx sells random shoes and sort of stuff by the counter, like Himalayan sea salt. That seems to always be by the counter. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like um, WHS became a teenager. So it's not like sweets at the counter, but like t- tattoos and piercings. Yeah, that's I, it. Do, do you know how old... Uh, I, I, I pulled this fact up on when I was on Have I Got News For You recently... Um, but Debenhams, the fir- when the first, the same year the first Debenhams shop was opened in London, uh, Captain Cook, is it James Cook, landed on Hawaii. Whoa! So the first, it, it was the first Debenhams was opened the same time, the first ever European landed on Hawaii, the first time Hawaii became like part of the Western consciousness Debenhams opened their shop do you think um do you think they managed to get uh, the announcement out to Captain Cook the Debenhams is open yeah, yeah that's that's the only reason he left Hawaii <laughs> that's the only reason he left why uh, beautiful people as many coconuts as I want the most beautiful vistas the world has to offer why would I ever leave Captain, they've just opened a huge shop in London where you can buy jumpers and folders and <laughs> um, and makeup and that's kind of it actually. And he went, "Bye, yeah. Jove, I'll have to go. <laughs> Sorry, Um Hathaway, but he turned uh, my country calls. Yeah, he turned to King. Uh, I think it's Kamehame, isn't it? Kamehame or Kamehameha?" I did it, yeah it's it's the it's the street fighter move yeah he turned to him Come and he said do you have an in-store burger chain <laughs> and the guy didn't he said some stuff in hawaiian and he just said captain cook just waved his hand and went, i'm out of here you guys carry on the the colonizing and murdering without me yeah there aren't nearly enough shirts here that are simultaneously fun and adult <laughs> I can't get a I can't get a light pink pinstripe here. <laughs> for God's sake! <laughs> yeah, I forgot it's called Kamehameha. Kamehameha. Yeah, I, I I do remember 
reading that somewhere and thinking, what made someone find that out and think, that sounds like some kind of shooting force out of your hands? Was it named directly after him? Well, I mean, what are the odds they just made that up and it sounds exactly like him? Uh, I would say hi. <laughs> really? I would say there's a high probability that if you just came up with a bunch of uh, syllables, someone in the past has been called that. That's true. And to be fair, Kamehameha is all very sort of like, ah, it's all very like attack soundy, isn't it? That's right. It's like a war cry. Yeah, whereas if you picked uh, random syllables for something that shoots like a beam of pure energy out of your hands, you wouldn't choose floopy, floopy, floop. <laughs> oh, wait, Kamehameha is from Dragon Ball, not Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, they do say oh. it in, in Street Fighter, don't they, as well? Oh, do they? Oh, I'm just getting up. Goku here. Oh, no, that's because I've, I've searched Kamehameha Goku. Street Fighter... It's definitely in... Yeah, um, yeah, it is also Kamehameha, yeah. Oh, no, Hadouken, that's it. Street Hadouken. When is Hamehameha? What? Oh, yeah, this is... Oh, now, this, where has this article been my whole life? From 2009. So what came first? Hadouken or Kamehameha? <laughs> Hold on to your hats, folks. <laughs> oh, it's not an article. It's a... It's, it's like a chat room, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of people misspelling words and using way too many old school message board emotes when they're being rude to each other uh no it's just it's just one of these nerdy ones where everyone's just very genuine and just trying to answer the question (laughs) and actually trying to be helpful do you know what sometimes i find these kind of message board posts from the dying days of message boards and you'll see that like someone's posted the query that i'm asking you know something about photoshop or or oh this thing doesn't work or whatever and then one of the replies will be from a guy who's like a sort of legend legendary figure on the message board yeah he's got like the equivalent of like generals medals yes yes for for like wire fixer dot org and he's got like five stars and like trusted contributor or something yeah but it, to his name and if it's like a fun forum it'll be like legendary member and he's got like emerald <laughs> diamond like pic- pixel gifts all over his thing and like yeah a- you expect him to have like one eye that's completely whited out <laughs> yeah. and with like a scar going across it and he walks with a cane yeah and, and then on his profile like under his picture it'll be like 82 million like upvotes or posts or and you're just like jesus christ this guy is knows. this all you do this is all and then yeah and his like little message board post signature will have a kind of ruby border or something sparkling <laughs> and my question whenever i see those guys posting in their little profiles is what happened to you <laughs> Because they're always like that. No one uses message boards anymore, or at least not to the same extent they did. And I always look at those guys' profiles and think, "This was clearly your life." It was. It was. But it, and I'm so glad they did because now it's like it's like unearthing ancient dwarven <laughs> textbooks or something. It's like all these questions I have about my computer i look up and someone in 2007 
answered a question on a forum somewhere and who knows where they are now if they're alive what they're doing but i've but i'm glad they wrote this down it's funny isn't it what will happen if in like 2050 everyone's like look we can't keep storing the whole internet we have to at least delete the porn (laughs) at least the porn from pre-2030 we can't it's too much Okay, so here I'm, I'm on an anime uh, forum, and it seems wash your hands. What? Wash your hands. Why? I'm just implying it's full of dirty masturbators. Oh right, right, right. Oh like, no, I'm clearing my history straight after this, <laughs> um, just in case. It's it's like Medusa. Don't look too closely at any of the anime, Phil, or you'll become a weeb. <laughs> Um, and it looks like I was right. It is a complete coincidence. Really? In Yes. In Japanese, Kamehameha means turtle destruction wave. I don't know why turtle. Beg your pardon? Turtle destruction wave. Is that, isn't that just how uh, Cheryl Cole would say total destruction wave? <laughs> it's a turtle destruction wave pit. <laughs> um, turtle destruction wave. <laughs> Where is Geordie Dragon Ball? Where is it? I want it now. I'll read, man. Howie, that's Freezer. Um, I can't. Wait, 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 wait. Dragon Dragon Ball Vidazain pet. There's something there. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay, actually. Um, I'm going to give you the name of Kame. Right. So, actually, you're, a, you're actually a bit right. He So, the Kame is the... Right, right, right. So, Kame is the attack, the, the type of attack that the Kamehameha is. And the creator of Dragon Ball, who I think is Akira Toriyama, um... Asked his wife, who came up with the name, she told Akira that it would be easy to remember the name of the attack if he uses the name of a cultural Hawaiian king named Kamehameha. And in in Hawaiian, it means the very lonely one, or Ooh. the one set apart. Oh, yeah, poor! What a sad name for a king. Yeah, that's not a name for a king. That's a that's a name for a kind of um. That's the name for an album by uh, some very boyish young men with eyeliner and floppy hair that got released in about 2006. <laughs> the Very Lonely One. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or it's like a superhero from an Alan Moore y- um, book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of Alan... Uh, uh, so depressing, even Alan Moore was like, well, I've got to delete this. <laughs> People can't um, cope so in the most satisfactory of all outcomes, it seems, Pierre, we are both a bit right. In yes. That it does mean some kind of destruction wave in Japanese and also the name of the Hawaiian king. I imagine that's where Turtle comes from in the Japanese translation in that that's just an unfortunate random bit of translating the Hawaiian king named Kamehameha. It's amazing, isn't it, that even when Japanese is in Japanese, it still has baffling sections of randomness to it. <laughs> Uh, do you think um, uh, I I guess that's what happens with Japanese a lot right because if you have a syllabic language there are only so many consonants and vowels 
Um, that's true, but I mean it, it's certainly more the case for Mandarin because in in Japanese you can you can link syllables together to create a word which is broadly similar to English. Yeah. Uh, but in Chinese, it, it, it's very strictly one word is one syllable, and there are only so many to go around. Oh yeah. Uh, Mandarin is a bit more like German in that sense, in that you just have a, a set number of words, and you have to link words together if there's something new has come about uh, that you don't have the word for. Okay. And so, like in, that, that's how in Chinese you end up with words like business goose for penguin. And is that true though? I thought that wasn't true. It's like I looked up the definition. Is like enterprise goose, or it, it's something of that ilk. I that that explains why every every now and then, if if in the before time when things were allowed, um, you and I would go to a, a Chinese eatery, mm. and uh, I would ask you to dredge up some of your. Your long lost uh, Mandarin alphabet knowledge for mm. parts of the menu, but then it was always so interesting to me that every now and then there'd be something where you could read what the main thing was, but you still had no way of discerning what it was. Well, I'd probably I'd be able to like read like three of the words, and it'd be like fried stones uh, pot. <laughs> you go, what's fried stones? I'm, I'm, they've definitely not fried some stones. So is there, is there some sort of crustacean in there that looks like a stone? Yeah, it would. It would. It would always be something like green reversed beef. <laughs> and we'd sit there and be like, reversed beef. <laughs> but it's beef in reverse. Phoebe. Speaking of re- reverse beef, how was your Christmas day lunch? <laughs> so some tradition, d- some delicious Phoebe. Delicious <laughs> Phoebe roast. Um, it was fine. It was fine. I, I had already. I had already before we were put into tier four. I had already evacuated. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! That's how afraid I was of coronavirus. <laughs> Um, I'd already evacuated, so I was I was I managed to be with some family at least. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot; we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Yeah. 
there's a funny thing with um, your friend and mine, uh, George Fouracres, uh, mm. uh, uh, the comedian and actor, uh, was in uh, tier two, which then became tier three, which then became tier four, all within like a week or something. And he felt, uh, he said, a curious guilt, even though he'd done nothing wrong, because he was already there. And I know what he means. You do feel like uh, you've slipped under the the thing, Indiana Jones style, you know. Yeah, it's a kind of survivor's guilt. Quickly, quickly kind of... grabbing your mask instead of your hat, like Indiana. Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about you? Yeah, it was nice. Just me and my sister at home. We got, we just had some, um, we had some roast uh, duck legs, um, which is really delish. Uh, just really simple meal. Like the old, first time I can, the first Christmas lunch I can ever remember where there were no leftovers. Like we made exactly the amount that we needed for that day, <laughs> <laughs> and there was nothing left over. There's like a couple of beans left, but there isn't a mountain of turkey or a mountain of brussels sprouts or anything we just made what we needed and there was a yeah there was a a real satisfaction to that um especially when like i got sent photos of like friends who like had an entire turkey between three people it's like well what did you need to do that for i i went down to the uh i went to the butchers on uh was it christmas eve like early in the morning on christmas eve just to see if we get, or maybe even the twenty third, to see if we get a full duck. Because we thought, ah, that's about a responsible size of bird to have between two. And I got there, and the the queue out of this butcher was I'd never seen anything like it, man. It was, really? Oh, it just went, it snaked and snaked and went round, went down the street and then curled around and came back up it and then went off a side road. Um, and I just, I just took a video, sent it back to my sister. like, uh, we'll just have the legs. And I just walked home. A friend of mine was more committed. She went early in the morning, like early in the morning to her butchers. And even then she was in the queue for two and a half hours. Uh, two and a half hours? Two and a half hours queuing outside. And at the end, she got a chicken. <laughs> What oh, a chicken! A chicken? Yeah. <laughs> Presumably, that's not what she had dreamt of. I I can't bring myself to press her on that. I presume it wasn't, but I have to be supportive and say, "Oh, well done, <laughs> good." I mean, to to be fair to her, even like we couldn't feed, we couldn't see chickens in our in our supermarket either. Like a full chicken, they were gone. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a funny thing of like. How can the it does it, the shortages thing just seems insane because were there really that many chickens on those lorries? You know, actually, I guess there's kind of like that every year. Everyone does just go fucking apeshit, don't they? That's true. It's usually hard to you, people usually have to book like your turkeys. But I think what's happened in London because of the timing of the uh, the new restrictions is that I don't think London usually stocks for that that many Christmas birds because so many people leave London for it. Ah, yes. Whereas suddenly this year, and then countrywide, it was the case that people assumed Christmas was going ahead late enough that all these families bought a full Christmas dinner and then found out that they couldn't. So then the people left over in London bought, as it were, a second second round Ah, of Christmas supplies. A Christmas dinner for the road. Mm-hmm. and so you know but we got out of it fine 
That's true. Yes, I, I often wonder about that because in my head, the only way the shortages make sense if there's some mental family out there where someone's just gone, well, we'll need a turkey for, for most of the days, right? Each? Every day a new turkey. Yeah, every day a new beast is unveiled. How did the turkey end up being... Because that's an America bird. That's an American bird, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's another one of the sort of late Victorian things. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he gets a turkey in Christmas, a Christmas carol, right? Or is it a goose? It was a turkey or a goose, but they definitely... I think it's because turkeys fatten up so nicely and are so big and, and breasty. Yeah. So I think they were sort of well known as these like giant, like ludicrously easy to fatten up <laughs> birds. Even in the Victorian era, people were just like, bloody hell. Yeah. Yeah. God, can you imagine your, how lucky you felt when you, when you, when you just dis- discovered America? Well, discovered in, in inverted commas, but you discovered America. And you're like, hmm, I hope this place can sustain me <laughs> and just balls of meat are wandering around the the forest and they're incredibly easy to kill they're really dumb and they're slow and they're easy to hit and they're full of meat yeah <laughs> um yeah well that's well they the settlers originally ate so much corn that they didn't have any uh some chemical that you need dextrin or something that you can't get if you just eat corn and it, you have like strokes and dementia and you go mad Ooh. the early settlers didn't know how to cultivate stuff in the terrain they had some like weirdly which to me is weird because it's like well aren't you already fucking farmers what's the you know were they farmers or were they just religious nutcases that had to like pick up farming skills as they went yeah, but in those days in my in my head it's like well what what were you if not a farmer you're not a you're not a graphic designer <laughs> like maybe this maybe society had reached enough an, an advanced enough stage of specialization that you could just be a churner like you just churned you you just churned butter but <laughs> further up the chain you had you were useless <laughs> well if anyone needs me to wank them off i have the skills but otherwise <laughs> um Handouts of corn. I'm trying to look this up. There's a story of of Jamestown. It's horrific. Jamestown. Yeah, the first sort of major settlement in the north, like like the where we call the United States, like 1601 or something, maybe earlier. Well, they went nuts because they just ate too much corn. Well, they had this weird corn thing happening, and they also. Oh god! Yeah, they dismembered and cannibalized a fourteen-year-old girl. They've just found—they found a grave with that on. Oh yeah, I'm just saying that they're, they're starving yeah, and be, under siege and freezing cold and. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. It's the same reason I'd never get the new PlayStation straight away. It's like let other people figure out the kinks. <laughs> in in this new world and then i'll come in when things are smoothed over i would have had i think the same approach to america if well you know they're like oh phil wow you know they discovered this new place it's bigger than anything we've ever known and it's just full of balls of meat that are easy to kill you should come and i'll be like um i'm gonna wait it out (laughs) and then jamestown happened which is sort of like their cyberpunk 2077 
And I can see I was right because there's obviously some things here that need to be fixed. Some bugs. Yeah, well, this back. is it. So the, the, I'm just I'll come back when they, when they release the America Slim. Yeah, 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 yeah. The bug fix for America. Um. <laughs> oh, it, I, I think that's probably the next stage of uh, turn turn America off and on again. Yeah. Um, uh, um, is there a, a patch due on America soon? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start that. <laughs> I was just thinking exactly that. It's like, a, oh, can't wait for the can't wait for the developers to 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 put a fix in for this one. <laughs> oh, this uh, this newer version of America's got a lot of bugs in it. <laughs> uh, looking out for the update. <laughs> uh, could the uh, could the devs uh, nerf the power of uh, racism in America, please? Could we nerf that? You know, currently white supremacists are a bit overpowered. Um, it's actually not a very balanced game. Could we nerf them and maybe buff democracy? Yeah. What's nerf? Nerf is when you like. Let's say that you're. Uh, uh, you've got like Call of Duty or whatever. If a gun is too powerful, they release a patch that nerfs it, so it makes it more like a nerf gun. Ah. So it reduces the power, and then buffing is uh, increasing. Right, 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 right. That's the irony, Phil. I make these jokes and I know exactly what the terms mean. Yes, but yeah, but you're a, you're a professional gamer. Well, <laughs> that makes sense. I, 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 you're not, they say you're not a professional gamer until you either have diabetes or RSI on the wrist. <laughs> um, speaking of online gaming, I've uh, been really getting into my chess. Uh, yes, I, I want to shout, give a shout out to uh, Podbud Gabriel, who uh, who's been giving me a lot of uh, chess tips and been been uh, helping me improve my technique. Uh, so thanks, Gabriel. Nice. Uh, yeah, he's he's real. He's really he's been real great. Been teaching me some of the basics. Showing what, me uh, the ropes. What's the most the mind-bending thing that he's taught you? Where most- you go, whoa. The most mind-bending thing, uh, the like, the value of like uh, the value of damaging your opponent's pawn structure and also preserving your own pawn structure. Yeah. So, for instance, and I'm reticent to be saying this to you, Pierre, as uh, we we are we're always always playing a game, but. <laughs> So say you want to, you think about swapping a bishop for a bishop. It's worth it if, if, if by doing so, your opponent has to like move a pawn in front of another of his other pawns, because you you want to avoid double pawns because they get in each other's way. Double pawns being when there's one pawn directly in front of another instead of next to it. Yeah, you don't want you don't want um, double double pawns is too much pawns. Too much pawns. You're getting addicted to pawns. <laughs> you're not going to be able to enjoy real life if you're so obsessed with pawns. <laughs> yeah, I've been spending too much time recently on online pawns. <laughs> I've been looking at online pawns a lot recently. Yeah, and that's not a lie. A lot of online pawns. <laughs> look, the main thing that you got to teach your kids when they look at pawns is that that's not what real people look like. <laughs> Uh, 
if you show uh, them uh you show them two two pawns you know t- one takes a someone a pawns uh, takes a bishop it's not that's not how it works <laughs> you know what i've always wanted and would love to know is is the history of the imagery in chess pieces like only only the knight looks anything like what it's supposed to be. It looks like a horse. And the queen and the king, I guess I guess you could say those are crowns on top. Mm. Okay, I guess all I'm... And actually the rook looks like a car. I guess all I'm asking is why does a bishop look like a circumcised penis? <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, the whole game comes from uh, like India slash the Persian Empire, right? So it must have been like some other thing and we just went... Some medieval guy just went... Oh, that's a bishop, I reckon. Right, right, right. Who else would be next to a king? Famous for their for their combat prowess. Yeah, very few. Although very few, but not none, not no bishops throughout history known for their combat prowess, but very few. Yeah, how cool to be a a battle bishop, a war bishop, a war bish. Yeah, yes, I guess the bishop pieces look like a big pope hat at the top. That looks a bit like a pope hat. It's definitely like it definitely resembles a kind of mitre of some kind. Yeah, a little popey bu- right. bishop hat. That's right. That's right. It's mm. um. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, I I looked up where checkmate comes from. Okay. Apparently, because it- chess was originally Australian. <laughs> yes, uh it was invented by an Australian and he had to send it around the world because uh every time he tried to explain how to play chess to one of his friends uh when they were out they got the bill and left. <laughs> That's what their friends would say every time he go, "So this new board game I'm working on." And they'd go, "Oh, checkmate." And then they'd just leave, they'd pay <laughs> and they'd flee. Um, but apparently, so uh, it's a corruption of Sheikh Mat, and Sheikh is in the king, and Mat apparently in in Farsi or I don't know Persian, whatever the language was, I can't remember, is dead. So Sheikh Mat, it means the king is dead. Oh, Sheikh Mat, and you, do you think is there some sort of um, Indo? What's that main language of families that basically came, comes out of the middle of Eurasia? Indo- Indo-Aryan? Hmm. Can't say Aryan anymore, Pierre, on a podcast, <laughs> I'm afraid. Um, but you, do you think that Mart has anything to do with Mort? Ooh, now you're telling me. Now you're telling me some interesting things. Maybe. Let's see. Shake Mart. I like that. Shake Mart. So the king's dead. Check me. Let's see. Etymology. Uh, oh yeah. Okay, so uh, an alteration of the pre- p- Persian phrase "shah mat," which is "the king is helpless." Mat oh, applies to the. <laughs> I like that. That's a lot more dramatic. The king is helpless. The king is helpless. <laughs> Others maintain that the king is—it's the king is that's dead because like, it came from Arabic. Kamehameha. And that's why he's so lonely. Died. Or the lonely dead. king is helpless. <laughs> the the lonely the loser king lonely is helpless king. and dead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're saying? Uh, it's all there's all sorts of tedious debates. Sheikh Mat, yes, so there's a debate as to whether it's the Arabic version or the Persian version, but it's the same thing. Right. Um, 
In modern Arabic, the word mat or mate depicts a person who has died open-mouthed, staring or confused or unresponsive. The word stupefied or stunned bear close correlation. So That's a very specific definition for such a short word. Yeah. Mat. Mat. So a possible alternative that... would be to interpret mate or mat as unable to respond. A king is mate or sheikh mate when the king uh... is unable to respond. Okay, that makes oh, sense okay, too. Okay, okay. It's all, it makes sense from every goddamn angle. Yes. Yes. Much like a helpless king. It is, it is being attacked from many different angles at once. It's, um... Before about 1600, chess could also be won by capturing all of the opponent's pieces, leaving a bare king. This style of play is now called Annihilation, or Rabado. <laughs> I like that. Rabado. <laughs> Okay, Rabado. Rabado would be a very chess. <laughs> Rabado would be a very fun thing to yell as you punch someone who's not looking in the side of the head. <laughs> Rabado, as you just sucker punch someone who's not looking at you. They're busy doing something else. There are some really great terms in 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 chess. Um, Viencetto. What? That's delicious sounding. Viencetto is when delicious. you get it's when you get one of your bishops on the longest diagonal, so the one that goes across the entire half of the the board. Ooh, I had a Viencetto on Christmas Day. Yes, that's the one that comes in three flavors, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, there's a lot. There's a yeah. I've been getting. I've been getting. I've been going full Queen's Gambit into it. I think the most disgusting uh, term from chess is uh, a Dutch opening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I haven't had a Dutch opening like that since the 80s. <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw a thing on the shelf in Tesco today that I've seen before, but it, 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 it sort of reminded me it, it, I, I was freshly disgusted with it. I, it was as if I'd never seen it before. <laughs> freshly, right, right, right. Okay, I, as if as if it was the first time you'd seen this. Yeah, I was disgusted and new. Um, right. and I would love to have a serious conversation with whoever named this product. But you can buy to heat up in your oven and serve as a sort of uh, snack at a party. Uh, from Tesco, uh, something called chicken lollipops. Ugh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of, like, lamb lollipops, but those are, like, natural. That's because of the way, the shape of the bone, right? Yeah, I think that's a sort of tender, roundy little bit, yeah. But a chicken lollipop, that's a satay, isn't it? That's chicken satay. No, these these are like, these are like little, they're like breadcrumbed and stuff, you know, it's like oven food. Uh, but it's on a stick. Yeah. Yeah, just call it chicken on a stick. The thing about like lollipop makes it sound like you're supposed to cook it and then like and like Ugh. suck on it and, and like licking it and and like be flirty with it. I also I don't like it because it implies to me that the chicken is sort of raw or yeah, like I have to sort of <laughs> lick it. I have to erode the chicken slowly. Yeah, raw and cold and glassy. Chicken lollipops. I mean, it's a disgusting combination of words. It, it's a really terrible bit of naming. 
even it's really terrible. Even just like chicken pops or something would be better. Chicken pops is a bit better. Yeah, and you're supposed to get chicken pops when you're young. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't, it comes. You have to get much worse chicken when you're older. You're in danger of getting much worse chicken when you're older. Yeah, and that's why people have those chicken pops parties. <laughs> chicken chicken lollipop is disgusting i I was trying to think of other like meat dessert combos uh that that exists no just one like i was trying to think can anything be more disgusting than this lamb trifle oh Yeah, oh, no, thank you. Ham pudding. Ham pudding sounds like what the Victorians would call uh, like a pig's brain. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have a ham pudding for breakfast. You know what is the worst the worst name for like a bit of meat slash offal is sweet bread. Yeah. It's a it's double lie, isn't it? <laughs> it's not bread. And it's not sweet. It's like a gangly it's... bit of a, a lamb's throat. <laughs> the whole name is a prank. You like some sweet bread? Sure. Here's your sweet bread. Ah! <laughs> is that a neck? Horrible. I thought Horrible you were getting some brioche thing. and then there's a fucking cow's neck on your plate. <laughs> uh... uh... I, um, have you I'm eaten s- much brain? Have you eaten much brain? Have I eaten? <laughs> have I eaten much brain? Have you ever eaten brain? No. I've had. I've had. It's called brawn. I had um, fried. Lamb, I think lamb brawn at a restaurant. Yeah, how was that? Yeah, nah, it doesn't really taste of anything special. That's the thing. All these things we think are gross. In the end, they don't really taste of anything. I mean, if they were really delicious, we'd all still eat them and, and would have been raised not to find them horrifying. No, exactly it, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I said on this before, but I ate crocodile. and Yeah, you said it tasted nothing. Tasted nothing. And it's like, oh, right, yeah. Do you now... It's like, it's like a combination. It's like, it's like if squid married chicken. <laughs> That's a nursery rhyme, isn't it? Yeah, the squid and the chicken. The squid and the chicken. The squid and the chicken went to sea in a in a diving bell made of ham. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was it. The squid mm. and the chicken went to sea in a diving bell made of ham. One asked the other for one asked the other to marry his brother and the other to marry his ma'am. <laughs> there you go. Uh. That's a, In that story, Chicken Pops was just the chicken's father <laughs> who the squid had to ask um, the chicken's hand for, from. Oh, God. <laughs> um, do you now have, after eating uh, lamb brawn, the, the memories and knowledge of the lamb? <laughs> yeah. Um, my, my gambling skills have gone <laughs> through the roof. <laughs> Yeah, you're a, you're a gambling addict. <laughs> yes, gamble responsibly, everyone. <laughs> we 
when the fun stops, stop uh, jumping around a field in spring. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they say about you, Phil, is that you're, you're as strong as a lamb. <laughs> He's as cunning as a lamb. <laughs> no, you're not very much. He's got that real lamb-like cunning. <laughs> sort of man who you'd want to have your back when it comes to a gambling debt. So did you say gambling debt? No, no. You heard me. You heard me I was right. very clear. <laughs> I is don't think I would eat brain. Is there another meat where we specifically eat the babies? Or is it um, just lamb? Mm, I, I do know that like a lot of pork is actually from pigs that are also very, very young. It's just that pigs grow and age differently, so we don't think of them as, as young. But in terms of number of months, they're certainly very young. Good, good. Good, fresh, yes. Yes, yes. Young pigs. Young little pigs. <laughs> Speaking of, I made a... Did I mention this last week? Um, that I made a, a pork broth. I can't remember what I said last week. I don't think you did. We were definitely discussing the broth the broth you've been making on our WhatsApp group. Okay. Well, let's bring that WhatsApp group into into the real world. Cause I made me a, a pork broth from scratch, just from bones and some garlic and some salt. And my word, it's delish. And you were saying it that you couldn't so good. You, you couldn't hammer the bones. I couldn't get into them, but like boiling them for long enough, they just kind of like, like fell apart anyway. So I got to all, you know all them all them little tasty nooks and crannies. <laughs> they got in there. They got in there, and um, you know you've made a proper stock when it turns into jelly in the fridge, and now it's just one single block of jelly. Nice. Which have I it on have toast. They say the sweetest part of a pig is the nook. <laughs> Crannies are a delicacy here, actually. <laughs> the local people, they boil their crannies for flavour. <laughs> <laughs> they have cranny for breakfast here. They think it, it gives them a good start to the day. Put a couple of crannies in them. Please, you are the honoured guest. Uh, it is tradition for you to suck the juice out of the cranny. <laughs> oh, no, no, I couldn't. I really, I couldn't, no. <laughs> I couldn't have another. I couldn't have another cranny. My nooks are stuffed with crannies, and my crannies are stuffed with nooks. <laughs> How are you going to uh, see in the new year the worst evening of the whole year? The worst evening in the worst year. Yeah. Hmm. I'm. I'm. I'm yet to. I'm yet to find out. I have no idea. The only appropriate so there are any parties going on. You know. Yeah. The only appropriate tribute would be if everyone, as the year ended at midnight, just shat themselves. Mmm. A brown farewell. Everyone just stood up, saluted, and filled their pants. Um, the Dutch opening. That's how the Dutch start their new year. It's called the Dutch opening to the year. <laughs> well, that is how the Dutch do it, but they're blacked up when they do it. 
Yeah, there have been a few campaigns over recent years to end it, but most Dutch people just don't see what the big problem is. Look, Dutch people really love Svart Poop. <laughs> oh, actually. Look, yeah. Um, and I'm looking at it now. This in, in, is it in Catalonia, in Spain? They they have a the Christmas figurine of someone pooping. We we got we got um oh it's like a long time ago Bud Pod like in the teens maybe someone said it should be our mascot. That's right. I've got a, a Batman one. A Kagana. It's a, Kagane. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Kagan Kaganer. Spanish Christmas pooing. Spanish. A little Christmas. poopy man. A little poopy man who wants independence from Spain. The strangest Catalan Christmas traditions. Yeah, it is Catalan. Why do Catalan Christmas traditions involve poo? <laughs> Put another log on the fire. It's Catalan Christmas. <laughs> is there an answer? Why do they involve poo? Um, hmm, I've not found it. Maybe we should Even promote the podcast in Catalonia. Yeah, they're obviously our... Our audience. Our oh, gente. In Catalan, they have another one that's like a, a log, an actual log. A shit log. It's a huge dump. Yeah, there's a bunch of logs. They're shit obsessed there in Catalonia. It would be a, a great if, if Bud Pod became so popular in Catalonia that we were asked to become sort of uh, British supporters of their independence drive. We <laughs> start to see our faces being carried on signs and things. I was just thinking that. Imagine being so proud of your Christmas poop tradition that you <laughs> demand separation from the rest of Spain. <laughs> they're just, they're just uh, <laughs> lifting our faces up and down, chanting "La podcast de mierda." <laughs> yeah. Libertad para Catalonia. Escutar el bad pod. They make figurines of us pooping. <laughs> yeah. And like yes. lifting up like these huge paper mache floats. <laughs> yes. Bood, yes. Pod, bood, pod. And it's just us like these huge figurines of us just going just smiling, going through these crowds. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, w- walking in that kind of horrible mascot way. Koji. 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 Well, in Spanish, it'd be co- it, Koji. Koji. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Keep on yucking it. <laughs> what would that even be? Hasn't someone sent us that continuar al al jacker? I can't remember. <laughs> Should keep a spreadsheet of all the different ways of saying it, and all the uh, and I've only just remembered all the different ways that bread sound like farts. Yeah, yeah, I'm still very proud of that. Bread. That's a classic. That's a classic. Pam, brot is the best one. It's still my favorite. Brot. brot. I, I still, I still really like naan. <laughs> Man. <laughs> oh boy! Well, a very farty New Year to you all, listeners. Yes, hope you have a nice New Year party. Yes, have a good New Year's party. Make sure it's a COVID-safe party. Um, How? What do you think you're going to do? 
I can't I... wait to see you in 2020. <laughs> bye bye, 2020. Bye bye, 2020. Don't let the dar hit your ass on the way out. <laughs> um, I probably, I don't, I'm not a big New Year's fan, so I'll probably just sit around. I mean, it's not very mm. good, is it? No, it's n- even in normal times, it's um, it's no good. It just, yeah, it just, it it is, just is also a lot of stress. It's a lot of stress. And it forces you to reflect on the year in an arbitrary 365-day-long chunk. Um, There's so much pressure. There's more pressure to have a good time on New Year's Eve than on your own fucking birthday, (laughs) multiplied by everyone. Yeah, it's everyone's birthday, and it's chaos. (laughs) Everyone desperate to have a better time than than on their birthday, on the same night. It's... It's it's like a, one of those ways that they they make hell sound initially appealing and then ruin it, you know. In hell, every day is your birthday, but so is everyone else's. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. As, as the old saying goes, hell is hell is other birthdays. <laughs> hell is other birthdays, and having to come to terms with. Um, that it's you're going to have to spend the month of January living like a monk to undo what you've done to yourself. <laughs> Which is my plan. Um, I'm going to live like fucking Rasputin. I'm just going to eat poison cakes and swim in frozen rivers. Oh, I've just found that Hell is Other People is also a, a Korean psychological thriller on Netflix. That oh, sounds good. That's your evening sorted? It sure is. <laughs> Jean-Paul Sartre, apparently, said hell is other people. Although yeah. this says, hell is other people, dot, 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 misquoting philosophers. It says one of these, is it? That's not actually. Oh. Really. It's a well, actually. Hmm. Hmm. I can't be asked with a well, actually, right now. It's still a good phrase. It doesn't mean the phrase doesn't make sense. That's true. That's true. Um, right, well, I guess, listeners, we will see you in 20... 21 yeah when all this will finally be over yep there'll be no more problems at all because this was a 2020 thing bye 2020 (laughs) it is a shame though 2020 was amazing for the new year's eve glasses industry because it had two when are we going to have two holes like that again well 2030 um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was going to be ages away. When? Yeah, those guys who sell those glasses, they play a long game. They do. We need to get some scientists onto this. When are we going to have another two zeros in the air? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have wanted to be responsible for the, the party glasses in the year 1111. <laughs> what a fucking nightmare. <laughs> In eight 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 eight, we'll be spoiled for choice. Oh my! Forget about it. Can you believe? Yeah. In in eight 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 eight, a a spider could wear a pair. (laughs) 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 Gosh! Um, I wonder if there will be an eight 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 eight, as in one you know recorded by human beings. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, we've done all right so far, but uh, I don't know. But our existence has been but a blink of the eye in the grand scheme of time. That's it, like all those things where they go, if the whole world was a day, humans would be, uh, dinosaurs would have died at 11 o'clock, and that whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it, it, it's another one of those things that initially impresses you, and then it just condenses everything to the point of meaninglessness. Yeah, at the end you just go, oh, well, then what's the point of anything? What's the point of anything, including this fact? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you knew this fact, you shouldn't have told me this fact. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is comforting to think that 2020 was merely a blink within a blink. Maybe that's, that's why true. people talk about it in those terms. Um, um, yes, everyone have a great uh, New Year's party. Um and uh, safe New Year's Eve and much love and yeah. prosperity. Crappy poo smears. Crappy poo smear. How could I forget? Crappy poo smear. Crappy poo smear. Crappy poo smear for everyone and to all. Um, a, a poo fight. <laughs> a pooed fight. Yes. A food. I don't know. Yes, Cody. Everyone, bye. Bye. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.